Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Out of Body Experiences podcast. My name is Alicia Figarelli. I'm one of your hosts, along with my co-host, Tom Greco, also from Greco Publishing, and Eddie Day from Collision Restoration. This episode is sponsored by Fairfield Auto Service, the only EV mechanical specialist in Essex County. Go to them for trustworthy service to get you back on the road safely and quickly, and visit them online at fairfieldautoservicenj.com. We'll talk more about them in a little bit. But first, Ed, how has your month been? Like I say, I, I, there must be somebody else that has better answers than I do when it comes to the industry. But I, I don't have all the answers. I, I guess I, when I meet people at meetings, they have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Some guys have all the answers. I don't have the answers. That's all there is to it. I come, I come in here and, uh, and I, you know, I put my day in. That's all. That's all. I put my day in. Work hard. It, it's good. Everything else in the month so far has been very good. Ed, the latest thing we just saw, uh, we'll get your feedback on it. Geico let 2,000 employees go. They said Ooh. Geico is the latest in a number of insurers to make cutbacks yeah. as, they struggled, comes. as they struggled to remain profitable among the challenging landscape. Oh, yeah, everybody's doing this now. Yeah, yeah, everybody's. I heard, I heard everybody's having meetings now. Everybody's having meetings now, chopping heads. It's I, I I think that um I I don't think car insurance is a winner. I think the bundle, right, the house, the, that's the winner. The winner is the the other chunks. You know, car insurance. It's it's probably okay. You know, by but look, they're not used to making the profit they used to make. That's all. And with the advent of EVs and restricted and OEM restrictions, the labor rates are higher for those cars. And they're just not used to paying up double, you know, then, and I think that's hurts them some, not hurts them, but they they have to pay the price. The, the consumer inevitably is going to bear the cost for this. You know that. The consumer oh, yeah. inevitably is going to get, is going to get the increase. And then probably certain co big companies are going to say, I'm leaving, you know, we're leaving and everybody's going to go, oh, please don't leave. And those insurers are going to jump off and go to, the other 15 major insurers, and, it, and we've seen this before. People were working remote for a long time, and now they're trying, they're like, all right, well, you, you had your fun now, get back to the office. And all those people are like, no. And they're like, okay, you're fired. That could be it too. They're posturing themselves for AI estimates, which are coming very quickly, mm -hmm. okay? That'll be done through photo. They don't need the street guys anymore. You know, they need street guys for catastrophes, or they need street guys for that problem car, you know, the big one. But the reality is they know they know our numbers, right? It's all been tuned in through all the database companies. So I think there's less need for the street guy. That's all there is to it. It's less Especially if they don't know what they're talking about anyway. What do you mean? Like if you have an adjuster that comes out and they're like, Yeah, I don't know. Like they they're not you know, we see it all the time, or we hear about it all the time, that the adjusters come out and they don't know what it takes to do a repair. They're just some guy most that... Of time, most of the time, they don't. They're not up on, on OEM procedure. Um, that, that's that's obvious. They don't, they don't even know the basics. It's hard to explain to somebody if he hasn't had been under a frame machine, you know, measuring something, pulling something, the mess and the cleanup and the start over again, and something doesn't fit. And you're up at two o'clock in the morning like this, because you can't find out why that door is still touching, still against the quarter. You took your measurements and, you know, unless you struggled and fixed cars, 
I don't expect anybody walking in the door. I'm not saying, I'm not, this has nothing to do with how great Eddie is. I'm not saying that. I just don't expect him to have the knowledge. The guy you got to educate is the guy walking in your door. And it's hard to do. He just doesn't, you don't have the depth. Mm-hmm. It's like someone, my brother last night, my brother's a computer scientist for a major company. He's a genius, 166 IQ. And I sit and listen to him with my daughter because she's pretty, she's pretty good. And I'm like, I'm out. You know, like, no offense. I want to learn, but I'm out. You know, like, enjoy your conversation. I'll have the nice piece of salmon, a little octopus. I go home. I don't think, <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is that it, we're way, anybody chef owner that's decent is, is way over the head of anybody walking in his door unless the guy's repaired a car, been in a shop. It's impossible for him to know when he goes to people's auto body school. And this is an hour. This is two hours. This is three, this is three hours. This is the shit they taught people. <laughs> and a fucking dent this big is three hours. Okay. That's how they come out of school. They're programmed. They're programmed. You're never going to teach that kid. You do your best. It's mm-hmm. hard to educate. It is. It's Wasn't it like in Charlie Bryan's message every month, he used to talk about paint times materials equals labor. It's not like that anymore, right? Like that's 30 years ago that you just like number it out. Here you go. That's what we're going to pay. It's not that simple anymore. Yeah. We're doing a Porsche. We're doing a Porsche Cayenne with 49,000 on it. You know what $49,000 is to a Porsche? Headlight. A quarter panel, a bonnet and two doors is 50 grand, Mm. you know? So when these insurance, these insurers have to pay this out because there's a lot of money on the street right now. There's a cars have become there's around here, Porsche Caymans, Cayennes. They're like they buy them for their children and they get smashed up. You know, Audi, aluminum Audis, you know, they, these are like becoming becoming common now. So it's not like 30 years ago where you had one Mercedes guy and you know, no. This is common stuff. The labor rate is higher for those cars. So I'm sure they're not used to paying the proper labor rate. Really, the labor rate has sucked wind for ever. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a complaint since I'm 20 years old. You know, when I started the business, it was $22 an hour. You know, to what it went to 24. Every year you got a, you know, a few bucks. But uh, um, it's the, the insurance, the insurance got to buckle down. And they don't want all the staff. Like everybody else, if I can do this remotely, electronically with AI, quick picture, you know, yeah, they're going to lay people off. You're not going to see guys from, on the street. You'll see very rare, unless it's an issue or issue resolution, shit like that, you know. But again, that's maybe that was a thing over COVID that they learned that they can do, they can do without X, Y, and Z. So now that we're back into the swing of things, we've learned that maybe we still don't need you. So goodbye. Well, a lot of guys work from home. And yeah. I, that that backfired because they saw the productivity is 30, 33 or 34% down when somebody works in a pajamas, scratching his nuts in front of his, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but it, how would you expect the guy, the dogs barking in the background, the kids, the, the wife just woke up, she's pissed off because the two kids want to get fed. And, and, you know, she's stuck in the house for eight weeks. They're probably drunks at this point, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're alcoholics, all right? Or eating Xanax like freaking pez okay so so the reality is is that that environment didn't work and and now that the people are back they, they were like ah, we did without you eh, i don't think we need you yeah like we were we we're kind of okay without you now that you're back you're kind of in the way you got voice you got you got 
computerization picking up your telephone, right? You have broadband sending the, the small technology to India, right? Malaysia, Vietnam. Okay. So what there's, there, you know, that what's it? PC Matic says our database, our, our database is run by Americans. Someone will pick up the phone. It's almost amazing to hear somebody pick up a phone. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's impressive when somebody picks a telephone up. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to lose jobs. You know, that's just, I'm, I'm glad I was too stupid to go to college. How's that? I have a business that somebody needs, that somebody needs me. That's something I can, I can actually do something with it. I can produce something, you know? Mm -hmm. Number one, the first quarter of this year, Geico made $743 profit, million dollars profit. Okay. Right. Number two, I'll be the, majority, the majority of shops who aren't DRP aren't going to have the sympathy that you have for these companies. And they're going to I don't have sympathy for these companies. No, well, I'm just but, but, how they look at it. Right. But no, I don't have sympathy. I think, I think you, you miss, you misinterpreted what I'm saying. I think some shops that are not eloquent. more money, they make more money on other products besides car insurance. I just think car insurance is something you have to have to grab the life, the homeowners, the boat, the wave runner, the shore house. That's what that's for. It's just it's one big package. That's all it is. I just I don't think they ever made money on car insurance. I think they make money on everything else. Mm. Well, that's interesting. I then why do our car insurance go up every year? <laughs> well, they like to continue. Lobbyists, insurance lobbyists, lots of money, Tom. Insurance lobbyists with big boats. And car houses down the shore and wave runners, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the but, body shops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know what happens at the end of the day with me, right? First, we throw it up in the air, right? Then I run on the treadmill and I get sweaty. Then I roll around them so it sticks to me like the, like the Saint Gerard, the, the feast. The <laughs> okay, <laughs> to pin the money on it. Okay, so. or, that's or a you... real local reference right there. <laughs> Sorry. Anybody in North Jersey don't understand me perfectly, okay? Oh, you're in the glass case on the boardwalk where the the, the money goes up, right? Yes, yeah, it's a, a freaking idiot catching dollar bills. <laughs> go to work. Get <laughs> a job. <laughs> Try working. Hey, I, the money comes in a little envelope. You don't have to reach for it. Forty hour day and forty hour week, and you get an envelope or it's a, you know EFT, and it goes right in your account. I swear to God, that's how it works. <laughs> and go to work. You don't have to stand like some freaking laboratory rat in a glass jar in the middle of the boardwalk looking <laughs> like an idiot. Okay. So Ed, twenty groups have become very, very popular in the industry over the last decade or so. What are your feelings on on them? For me to not be in a twenty group at my volume, or or, I, you know, it could be perceived as two things, three things: stubborn mistrusting or disconnected from the industry that's the way it could look so i don't know if that's a that's a, that's kind of a that's a sensitive one listen growing up where i grew up trust issues were like a basic like a basic rule of where you grew up that you yeah. had to be cautious you had to be cautious right and and there, was just, three, there was and three or four guys that you trust with your life and after that everybody else was kind of an you know like like your life you know, notice how uh, like a local wise guy enunciates every word when he talks. Now, most of them are dumb. They're they're dopes. Okay, we know that they're they're parasites. They've they stole from the neighborhood. They act like the neighborhood friend. That's all bullshit. I, I went. We know that. But you know that they, they they do that. 
I would like to talk to you about this particular thing, right? Right? You notice that? The you know what? Your daughter's wedding. I because hope there's no <laughs> because there's no contract. They make sure every word is perfectly clear, and you're gonna lose the end of your tint, your pinky, if you don't pay back. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So yeah, so maybe that also that plays in a little. Like I said, I, I didn't grow up in a ghetto, for Christ's sake. Right? But you, we were in that environment. I have a, I have great body shop acquaintances. They're great guys, and we do trust each other. But numbers are different, especially when you're close to another guy, especially when your location is closer. It, you know, I don't know if it's necessary. I, I don't know. I wonder if the 20 group guys have a social group. Like, I have a social group. We have two of them. And we get together and just talk about life in general. Of course, we share the things we do and, and you know, difficult repairs, difficult insurance companies. Of course, we, we share that, you know. But maybe that's my 20 group because money has been over a very personal thing to me. You know, I'm, I don't play show and tell, you know. I don't have the, like I told you, I don't have the big 70 foot boat down the shore and it says overspray with a little pink on the back of the freaking boat. You know, I never, I never understood that. I didn't, if I buy a car, I buy that for me because I enjoy driving. But so 20 groups to me, trading, trading numbers, they trust, but I'm from an old off the boat family. You know, they, they had money in wall sockets. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was sewn. My grandmother died. We found it in her cuffs, her collars. I mean, it was sewn into her clothes, <laughs> band-aid boxes with rubber bands around them. It wasn't a lot, but that's what's through the depression. That gets passed down to you, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe trust is, is is that's pushing it. I would say it's more about uh, being personal to me. So Plus for you, me, you I haven't need needed it. I've been pretty successful. I think I've done a a good job. I've worked hard. I'm OE for some great companies and Porsche and Land Rover and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. That's my opinion. I think that's the, maybe a crunch in numbers with somebody is a little personal for me. You're also the kind of guy that it, it's a huge investment too, because you have to, you got to fly somewhere else in the country four or five times a year and vote two, three days. Yeah. I, I like talking to guys on how they lay out flow boards and, their, and and how they run their job costs, what they expect. We do have that conversation, but I think I'm a little guarded. For the, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm probably wrong. But <laughs> Maybe not. No, I'm but I'm saying, you're very hands-on in your shop, even after all these years. I'm here every day. I walk through every day. I'm, I'm, it's it's what I do. A lot of, a lot of guys in my size... Not to say I'm here. I'm not saying it's big. Please don't want to hear any comments. Eddie's a freaking bragger. I'm not. But they're probably not at their shops every day. You know? And I'm, my race is, you know, kind of over. I mean, 65 and, you know, kids are out of college and, you know, stuff is paid for. I, I probably don't need to work this hard, to tell you the truth. I don't, you know. Have you ever been invited into one? No. No. Am I a bit of an outcast? I don't think so. I'm as social as it gets when it comes to my body shop friends. I'm I'm like I'm like the cop that's a cop's cop. Like <laughs> I side like to me the body shops are the hardest working people in the in America, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe a little bit of trust, maybe a little neighborhood logic, just keep kind of quiet, you know. You know, look at the look at the people we grew up with. They own half the block and they drove like a 78 Monte Carlo, you know. They kept the light out in the house. There's one dim light. 
You know, like, they, you know what I mean? It was very odd. They didn't share anything when it came to money. Their girlfriends, their gumads, as they say in Italian, they, everybody knew about them. Nobody knew about a dime they made. <laughs> it's very true, you know? So um, that's maybe that's my take on 20 groupers. You have to share a lot, and maybe I'm a little guarded when it comes to that. I just want to spit out Goodfellas quotes when you start talking. But I love that coat. <laughs> Take it back. She really <laughs> loves that coat. <laughs> it's, it in, it's in my mother's name, Jimmy. You're making the whole place hot. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Fairfield Auto Service, the only EV mechanical specialist in Essex County. Whether you need general auto repair, Tesla maintenance and repair, fleet maintenance and repair, diagnostic services, or so much more, you better get over there for trustworthy service to get you back on the road safely and quickly. For more information, visit fairfieldautoservicenj.com or call 973-575-9573. Now let's get back to it. One of the things we talk about a lot is environment in the shop where you're managing all these personalities of, of the staff members, of the customers coming in, management. How? What's your tactic for keeping that environment you know, running well and smoothly? It's not the army, you know, as you know, an army, the United States army is basically a dictatorship, right? Because you got one guy and said, this is the way it's going to be. In every instance, this is the path you're going to work. And unless something goes shithouse and you're in middle of battle, then you just adapt. But in the meantime, you're taught every day to do the same thing, right? Everything is repetitious, right? You pull the bolt back, you slip the bolt out, you shoulder the gun, you look and you fire, right? You squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Everything is 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 taught. That's a regimented environment. A body shop has to have some structure. You have to have structure. Of course you do. You know, there's got to be rules, got to be policy manuals. But every guy in that shop has a different problem. Every guy, there's there's guys with no fathers. You know, you want to walk up to that guy and put your arm on his shoulder and say, nice job yesterday. Or I'm incredibly disappointed in you. Like I said, that's the worst thing somebody can say to you, right? Is mm -hmm. they're disappointed in your in your your behavior, you know? I don't know. It's it's a it's it's like you're so chameleon as you walk through, like everybody has to be handled differently. And you have to be in touch with somebody like here too. You have to understand. It's a hard job. It's hard work. It's dirty. It is. No matter where you run your shop, it's still dusty. You've still got a transmission line that's leaking shit onto the ground. You have to stop and clean up. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's a hard job. And this you have to realize how hard these guys work. I'm not saying make excuse for bad behavior. I'm not saying that. But if you want your environment to be better, then maybe you should be more in touch with the people that are working there. But if you just think that your policy manual every day, right, that because it's written down here, that that guy's going to react positively every day and he's going to respond to it every day without some personal touch, not saying you got to be their best friend. I'm not saying that. Just a little sincere. How's your day? How you doing? Well, I haven't really shitty that much. You know what? Start a new day. It works. Trust me. And I, you know, like it's it's hard to explain but you know what i'm so personally connected to this and it's easy for me to do that it, you know it, it's tiring don't get me wrong 
You know, I hear guys talk to their employees. Do me a favor, just get out of the office, please. You're like, why would you talk to this guy? He just worked a nine-hour day for you. Maybe say, do me a favor, I need some personal time. Can you give me, give me an hour? When you don't pick up on that, you're lost. you got to pick up on what's going on in your place. And maybe well, that's why I stay close. I'm very Machiavelli. I like to be local, you know. It's even more than just being in tune to like, this guy is a type A, this one's a little messy, this one needs a half hour to warm up before they come in. You have to know how to put these people and have them work effectively with each other too, right? Because if you have the odd couple in a bay together, you're going to have a problem that you got Felix who's sweeping up as the dust comes out of the air. And then the other guy, like, obviously you have to be clean, but you know what I'm saying? Like if you have someone that maybe works a little bit more methodically at the front, yeah, yeah. they look after themselves. Sometimes so, you got to leave it to a little street logic though. Sometimes you got to let them walk around the back of the building and have and talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to let that happen too. You can't be a referee either. You know, it's not no. the big, it's not, it's not the Disney boat. It's not the big red boat with the, the freaking Mickey ears, right? And all that shit. Everybody just smiles all day, you know, they have a big stupid look on their face. It's not like that. It's, it's a tough environment. You know, <laughs> it is, you know, it's not pleasant every day, but <laughs> I think being in tune with your environment is important. And I think that's how you build. You know, somebody said to me, eliminate everything that pisses you off in your life, especially at this age. Get rid of everything that pisses you off. So if you got a guy that's just not working for you, get rid of him. He's got to go. I don't give a shit if he's certified for Rolls Royce. If he's not, if he's, you know what? If he's not working for that place, dump him. Mm -hmm. That's all. Get rid of him. You know, Macy's will always hire a good guy before they hired a Rhodes Scholar. It was just part of their hiring practice. They they hired nice people because nice people generally you can work with a nice man or woman, person. But personality is is just as important as the quality of work that comes out because be, the, you know, usually the work follows a quick personality. Every time so, we go to hire somebody new, that's you know after we interview them, they interviewed well, didn't interview well, whatever. We have to talk internally and say, well, would they fit in here? That's because at the end of the day, if the work is, I would much rather, and Tom chime in on this if I'm wrong, like I would much rather have somebody who has, you know, the, the work is decent. Maybe they make mistakes once in a while. It's not a hundred percent, but their personality is great. They never say no. They don't complain. If they do complain, it's valid. They use their common sense. That's more valuable to me than someone who the work is consistently great, but they have a shit personality. I don't want to deal with that person. I want to be around the guy that makes me smile. It's easy to work with. We'll, we'll pick something up and help me. Mm -hmm. You know, so if they're not easy to work with, they bring down the morale for everybody else. And it doesn't we're matter done. if the work quality is good. Everything's with regard to the environment in the shop. Obviously, the demographics have changed over the last decade, and it's getting harder. Whether it's it's the attitude of younger people, whether it's the language barriers, whether it's uh, the pressure of social media how do you deal with that now even though you know we're older it's it's a lot different than it was 20 years ago it's a lot different than it was five years ago how are you adapting to that and how are you getting along with that i i have uh, a big latin crew and they remind me of my family 50 years ago they show me pictures of their their birthday parties with 60 people in a room like ours used to be 
like Italians, food all over the place, you know, it, it's so similar. So I, I have, I've connected with these guys without even trying, you know, and, and they're, and they're, they're just good, hardworking souls, you know, that, that just want to put a day in and, and most of them, you know, are just good guys. I, I don't know. It just, I, it, thank God it didn't happen overnight. How's that? So we adapted to it. We adapted to it. And, and I, I think I got pretty savvy at it. I, I think I, I got, I got, I think I got okay guys. Yeah, the good guys, nice people. Listen, I think I've done as bad or good. I would like to sit in somebody's shop for a week. And I wish they would come here for a week and then they go, Jesus Christ, you got to fix this. Or I'd like to do that. You know, like every shop, it's like cracking a safe, Tom. Mm -hmm. Body shop, like cracking a safe. You know, you got to get that combination, you know. And there's some days where you grab the lever, the safe doesn't open. That's that's the way it is, you know. So, do you ever hire a yes man? Unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. How'd that work out for you? After about four days, right, <laughs> of this of his bullshit, right, of his bullshit. You know, it, it's it was. If I could think of a, a TV character, um, Mikhail's Navy, who was the suck up to the captain, right? Remember, remember Mikhail's Navy. There was a suck up, right? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, you're, you're, you know. Uh, um, yeah, I, 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 I pulled him to the side. He didn't last because he's full of shit, you know? Like, and so I, I told him, I go, like this, come here for a second. Don't ever tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what the fuck is wrong. That's what I want to know. You're not fixing anything by telling me what I want to hear. Nothing's getting fixed. Everything's good. Oh, don't worry about it. We got it. We got it, boss. Oh, go ahead. Go shooting. Take off. Take it. You know, it was falling apart. Oh, don't worry about it. We got it. You know, that, you know listen, I have. A, I always tell you, the guy hugging you at the Christmas party is the guy that's going to shove it in your ass. Okay? The guy giving you that ass. The guy telling you he loves you at the Christmas party after four freaking Southern Comforts or whatever he drinks is the guy that's goddamn. I don't want to. Don't tell me you love me. I got three or four guys that tell each other we love each other. Don't don't tell me. Okay, it's bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit. So just mind your business. Just please do your job. But don't tell me what's. Don't tell me what I want to hear, because that's crap. Yeah, this guy, he, he, the, the the big stupid smile on his face. How was your day? To, oh, you right? You know, like, <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Okay. Okay. That just about does it for another episode of the Out of Body Experiences podcast. Again, thank you to Fairfield Auto Service. Visit them at fairfieldautoservicenj.com or call 973-575-9573 for your EV needs and so much more. Eddie, thank you as always. Tom, thank you. And thank you to our listeners. Thanks for having me again. 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 We still keep again. coming back. I know. I have no idea. They keep pulling me back in. <laughs> Thank you to our viewers and listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode and tell all your friends to catch us on grecopublishing.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.